You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into a special edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast, everybody. BYU officially official as they will face number 18 Coastal Carolina in Conway, South Carolina this weekend. ESPN's College Game Day will be there for the first time visiting the Chanticleers. So it's number 13 BYU, number 18 Coastal Carolina, and we are looking forward to this matchup. It's an emergency podcast here as we react to the news becoming official. You'll also hear a little bit from Tom Homo shortly after he wrapped up speaking to the media. So a lot to get to on a special edition. And let's waste no more time. Let's have some fun. Let's talk Chanticleer football. Let's go. up, everybody? I'm Jake Hatch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thanks again for taking some time to join us on a busy, busy day in the sports world, especially when it comes to BYU. Massive, massive news. It's official. BYU, the number 13 team according to the college football playoff rankings, number eight in both the AP as well as the coaches polls, is headed to Conway, South Carolina to take on the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers who are ranked number 18 in the college football playoff rankings. A top 20 showdown and peak 2020 if you ask me. Coastal Carolina has been a FBS football program for what, three seasons? This is a team that is just like a newborn, practically, as compared to programs of some of its ilk in the FBS ranks, especially a team like BYU. The Cougars have been playing games, playing college football, officially since 1922, unofficially since the late 1890s. But this is a huge game, folks. This is the game BYU's been dogged about all year long. Well, who have they really played? They haven't played a top 20 ranked program. Well, here it is. It's Coastal Carolina. I get it. It's not a brand name. It's not a blue blood of the sport that would draw all of the eyeballs. But you know what? The fact that this game is put together on a Wednesday night slash early Thursday morning and it's locked in, it's loaded, it's happening. BYU's equipment truck left last night, as I reported on Twitter. This game has huge stakes. It has huge implications for the BYU football program. I don't think I can make it any bigger than it already is, but this has the potential to be the biggest game for BYU in their independent era. I mean that. And I know that it's Coastal Carolina. I get that they're not the sexy big name. They're not the USC that you beat a year ago. They're not the Tennessee from a year ago. They're not Wisconsin a few years back. I get that. But the stakes, the stakes in this game, everybody, are what make it the biggest game in BYU's independent era. If BYU wins this game, they are on their way to the New Year's Six, if you believe guys like Stuart Mandel. And I know Stu Mandel is persona non grata with BYU fans. I get that. He's been very vocal about BYU quote-unquote ducking Washington. Well, he said on social media, Tom Homo for AD of the Year. 
because of his ability to put this game together. This has huge, huge stakes. If BYU wants to cement itself as a true national power and make this 2020 season the special season that we all hope it could be, well, you know what you have to do? You have to go blow the doors off the Coastal Carolina Chanticleers, come back next week, beat San Diego State, and maybe, who knows, you find a game on December 19th and beat them. You're 10-0 uh, this week, 11-0 next week, maybe 12-0 come December December 20th when the college football playoffs final rankings are out there and I'll tell you what if you are left out of the New Year's six after seeing your team go 12 and 0 and beating a top 20 program like Coastal Carolina hopefully routing the likes of San Diego State and I don't even want to get into who might be playing you on December 19th if you do play but regardless if you're 12 and 0 you've beaten everybody put in front of you you're ranked 13 in the college football playoffs rankings right now you only figure if you beat Coastal Carolina, you move up at least another spot or two, so you're sitting at outside the top 10 at that point. You beat San Diego State. Once you move inside the top 10, you know what? If the college football playoff committee is going to leave you out of the New Year's Six, the cabal, as some are calling it, is going to leave you out of the New Year's Six at that point, you know what? You put up your middle finger to the college football playoff committee and say, I don't know what you want us to do. Here's the thing, though. If BYU handles their business, folks, you beat Coastal Carolina. You beat San Diego State. You maybe beat another team. You push your record to 12-0. In my heart of hearts, I do not see the college football universe allowing BYU to be left out of the New Year's Six. I could be wrong. Absolutely. I absolutely could be wrong on that. And there are many people out there who still feel that this game against Coastal Carolina may not push the needle enough. I'll tell you what, though, the national media, I don't know anything about the college football playoff committee, but I know the national media, they will be focused on Conway, South Carolina, like they've never been before. This place is on the doorstep of Myrtle Beach. Most people have been there to play golf. They have not gone to see this coastal Carolina Chanticleers play football. But you know what? All eyes are going to be on Conway, South Carolina this weekend. College game day. Herbie, uh, what? Kirk, it's not Chris Fowler anymore. It's Reese Davis. Desmond Howard, Lee Corso, who will be joining remotely. We get that. But the eyes, the heartbeat of college football in many people's eyes. ESPN's college game day. It's been going on the road for well over two decades at this point. They're going to be there. BYU, Coastal Carolina, and this, I mean it, this is the biggest game for BYU in their independent era. I am looking forward to it. This has got all kinds of stakes on it, and this is no slouch of a Coastal Carolina team, as evidenced by their 9-0 record. They're ranked number 18 for a reason, folks. The college football playoff committee sees something in them. They have a very, very strong offense. I'll say that right up front. And they have beaten some teams that have some name power to them. First game of the year, they went to Kansas. Kansas. And you know what? Kansas, they're an absolute dog crap program. I would freely admit that. They're the dregs of the Power Five, the dregs of the Big 12, but they have the Power Five label. Well, guess what? Coastal Carolina knocked off Kansas. They've beaten the likes of Louisiana when they, Louisiana was ranked number 21. They went on the road to the Raging Cajuns and won that game. They have blown the doors off a two off a common opponent with BYU. BYU routed Texas State. Well, guess what? Last week, Coastal Carolina did the exact same thing to the Bobcats. This is a huge, 
huge opportunity for the Cougars. Uh, early look at this. We'll break this more down on our traditional podcast. I'll probably record that later tonight, but we'll do more of an in-depth look at where the game tips maybe in my mind as I do some more research on Coastal Carolina, but an early look at this team for Coastal Carolina. Grayson McCall has passed for 1,747 yards, a 67.2% completion percentage. The most impressive stat for him, 20 touchdowns against just one interception. He's having an exceptional season. C.J. Maribal, their leading running back, 592 yards on the season. He is average of 5.0 yards, 5.0 yards per carry, eight touchdowns on the year. McCall is a true dual-threat quarterback. He's got 365 yards rushing and five touchdowns on his own. These are two different quarterbacks, speaking of Zach Wilson and Grayson McCall, who are very different in terms of the way they approach the game, but they get the job done in my mind. We'll look into that more, like I said, on our regular podcast, but another early look real quick is this has got a lot of options in terms of the passing game for McCall. Javon Haley, I think is how you say it. I'm not 100% sure on that, so apologies. This is coming right off the cuff, folks. I'm giving you everything I've got on very short notice. 682 yards receiving on 41 receptions. He's got eight touchdowns on the year. He is a fantastic player. Isaiah Likely, their tight end, 423 yards is their second leading receiver. He averages, by the way, 24.9 yards per reception. He has four touchdowns. There's just a lot of talent here. C.J. Maribald, the running back, has six touchdown receptions, so he's a threat out of the backfield. This is a high-powered offense, speaking of Coastal Carolina. But I'll tell you what, everything I have seen from them, and I've seen them a few times. I watched the game against Kansas. I watched part of the game against Louisiana. I'll be freely admit, I have not watched as much Coastal Carolina as much Coastal Carolina football as you would probably hope, or I would hope to know more about it. But based on what I have seen, I'll tell you this much. BYU is probably the best offense this team will face outside of Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns. Billy Napier's squad got a pretty potent offense. BYU, I think, is a little bit better. I also will say this. They have not seen the size of BYU's front lines, both offensively and defensively. The Cougars should control the line of scrimmage. And I say should. That's the operative word. BYU's got to go prove this. They're traveling two time zones on two days notice. There's a lot going against the Cougars in this game, but I believe in them. Talking with somebody down there in Provo, the thought was that, you know what? We are looking forward to this game. We have talked the talk. It is our time to go walk the walk. And that's what I want to see from BYU. That's the mentality I think you guys who are listening to this podcast want to hear. The Cougars are ready to roll. And we will let you hear from Tom Homo here in just a moment. Maybe some player sound as well as we roll on on this podcast. He spoke to the media just a little bit ago. I'm recording this first bit before I hear from Tom Homo. So you know what? We'll let you hear part of what Homo had to say, as well as some player audio. Not sure who the players are going to be, but that's coming up right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. A reminder for you guys, make sure you rate and review the show. Wherever you're listening in from, leave us a rating and review. We love your guys' support of the podcast. Our download numbers have been through the roof this entire football season, as you would expect, with an exciting BYU football season unfolding. Well, you know what? The way you can help it, leave us a rating and review, and also share it with your family and friends. This time of year, you're associating with a lot of people you may not see super often. 
tell them about this podcast. Let them know and also do your part by leaving us a rating and review. And thank you in advance for your continued support of the Locked On Cougars podcast. Let's let you hear now part of what Tom Homo had to say just a little bit earlier on this afternoon. If you didn't get a chance to tune into the live stream of it, give you some of the highlights. First things first, well, let's let you hear Tom Homo explain exactly what went down to have this game between BYU and Coastal Carolina come to pass. We got wind of Liberty possibly having trouble with their COVID situation. Uh, It was pretty much out there, but just whether or not they were going to be able to play. And so like most of the games that we'll find, um, you just try to, we've pursued a lot. You try to get on the other end and it was going to be a a little bit of time. So I went to the coaches first and made them aware of this game. And I had made them aware of some other games the day before that were just literally out impossibilities. And, and that's kind of how you have to do it. And I'm grateful to our coaches. They've watched a lot of film this week of a lot of different teams thinking this might be the team we play. And you're guessing, but you're guessing based on some little clues. And then, um, you know, yesterday as the day wore on, it's good to have a great partner in ESPN who, you know, makes the call. I, I had a friend that called me and said, hey, look, it, I think this is, you should start looking at Coastal real seriously. And so um, shortly we started on that and then ESPN called and said, hey, do you want to do this? Can you do this? Can you do it? And I, here's where it comes to the coaches and the players. I knew these guys were ready. Uh, we talked about this a couple weeks ago and, and before this week, last week I said, Kalani, it's kind of like, um, you know, when there's a, a married couple about ready to have a baby and you have your bags packed by the door, <laughs> that's how it's going to be. Maybe you might have to pick up your bag and, and go. And it's, it didn't come. It's not that bad, but um, it, they were great. Kalani and his staff and the, the players, they wanted to play. They were just waiting, waiting, waiting. And then uh, ESPN kind of said, hey, you can fill this game. And thanks to the Sunbelt Conference and to Coastal Carolina, who said, let's go. You know, they, they didn't have to play that game. No way they had to play that game. It's, it's, there's a lot of, um, you know, there's a lot of struggles and trials to try to put together a game like that. And we couldn't have done it without them. And I've said this all along, all season long. It takes two to tango. And we're just grateful that the Sun Belt and Coastal said, yes, let's go. This game was put together on essentially a moment's notice, folks. The 2020 season has proven one thing in college football to me that if I ever hear about a game being scheduled out for three or four decades down the road, I'm just going to be irate about it. You can put games together on a shorter notice. I don't expect it to change at all, but hey, I can hope that they decide let's be a little bit smarter and maybe have some shorter term deals and leave a little more, few, a few more options, I guess, on the table when it comes to scheduling. Like I said, I'm not going to say that it's going to change college football by any means, but I do think that there could be some more I don't know how to describe it. Some more uh, flexibility in scheduling going forward. That's my hope that what we learned from 2020, if anything, is that, you know what? You can put the games together on a year's notice and be just fine. You don't need to schedule it out 15 years in advance. 
just me, but something that's interesting to, to note there from Tom Homo, but also good to hear him talk about the fact that the Sunbelt Conference, Coastal Carolina, giving props to Liberty for moving out of the way. It was good to hear that all parties were in on this and they made it come to fruition. Now, Tom Homo talked about the situation he found himself in. As this week kind of progressed, it sounded like, and you'll hear this in a second, that he was very worried that BYU wouldn't find a game. Here's a little more of the backstory on how it came to be and how he found out about about the potential of a Coastal Carolina matchup. Wednesday morning, I have a friend that said something about keep an eye on Coastal. And that was like, that's good. I mean, that's not good, but that's a lead. I hear you. It's just a lead. And that Wednesday was the first that we felt like that might be ready to happen. I mean, Wednesday's the day where you, you know, you start realizing you're running out of time. Pays to have sources in the athletic department realm, I guess, of things as well. Because he said somebody reached out to him and said, hey, pay attention to these guys. They may have an issue. And like I said, I am just ecstatic this game has come together. and I'm looking forward to it. Uh, Tom also talked with the media about kind of the mentality of this team. You're going to hear him get choked up. Some of you may have seen this live, but... It shows you how much this football program means to him. I think many people out there think that Tom turns a blind eye to the football program. I can tell you this much. He's a former BYU football player. He's a former Division I head coach. He's a former NFL assistant coach. He's a former Super Bowl champion. Football is Tom Homo's life. Here you go. I don't know. It's hard to, it's hard to express. I just, I just kind of got grounded kind of because of our team. Um, I feel that like early in the season, I just knew that this team had something going. They could really be special and who knew? And it's just kind of been fun watching them that as they go and play, they're they're having fun. I mean, it's not all fun and games. We've had some injuries. We've had some COVID uh, virus guys. We've had a lot of, we've had some difficulties, but they've just had so much fun. So it's like, I try to stay grounded just to plug into those dudes, plug into the coaches and go, what do we got? What do we got? And they keep, they just keep feeding me. Let's play, let's play, get us another game. Come on, let's go. And it's like, they're pushing me to go get the games. And so I just, I just keep my, it's like my job is to try to see what's out there. And, and look, I don't do this by myself. I got a lot of people that are, are trying to get games and they're just trying to get games and they're helping and helping. There's, <laughs> you know, I get a lot of help from Cougar nation. They, they know where all the games are. <laughs> and so, yeah. Uh, it just kind of, it's just kind of motivation from the players and the coaches. If that's not a guy that comes off as just a man who loves football and understands and believes in what the BYU football program is doing, I don't know what does. And you can argue that Tom has been indifferent in certain circumstances with regards to the need for a Kalani Satake extension. And honestly, I have no clue if there's going to be an extension in the offing coming for Coach Satake. I think there should be. That's my personal opinion. But 
I can tell you this much. Tom cares about this BYU football program. You could hear it in his voice. He got choked up there because he just understands what these players are trying to do, what they're trying to accomplish. He understands the special nature of this season, and he's doing his part, everything within his power, to make sure they have every opportunity to to accomplish the goals and dreams that they have as a football program. All right, there's one more piece of audio, a piece of clip, I guess I want you to hear from Tom Homo. We'll get to that here in just a second. I think it expresses what the motivation is for BYU right now in this final few weeks of the season as they try and chase that New Year's Six bowl berth. We'll get to that here in a moment. Before we do that, though, if you guys would like to be involved with this podcast, and I mean being an advertiser with us, we'd love to have you guys on board. We've had national companies working with us. We've had local companies working with us. We can scale up or down to fit whatever you need and we guarantee we'll get you in front of thousands of BYU fans every day. We have the metrics to back it up and we've got the sales team who can help you have podcast advertising success. It's a very interesting realm to advertise in the podcast sphere. I can tell you this much. The Locked On Podcast Network, they have got your back. They have it figured out and we'd be happy to work with you guys and have you be a partner with us here on the Locked On Cougars podcast in particular. If you are interested, feel free to reach out. Locked On BYU at gmail.com is the email address. Reach out on social media as well, at Locked On Cougars, Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can reach reach out to us via social media as well. Happy to work with you guys and looking forward to having you guys on board with us right here on the Locked On Cougars podcast. All right, as we wrap up this special edition of the Locked On Cougars podcast, a quote-unquote emergency edition as BYU and Coastal Carolina prep prep to play. By the way, a shout-out before we get to this audio to the BYU Equipment Truck. Uh, If you go to the BYU Equipment Twitter feed, at BYU Equipment, they're doing a great job updating fans on where that truck is. Uh, As of recording, I believe they were an hour and a half out of of, uh, Lincoln, Nebraska. And at Lincoln, they thought they had 20 hours left, so they're making great time all things considered if you want updates on it like i said follow at byu equipment on twitter they're posting pictures of the guys driving the truck i believe it's a three-man team they've been driving through the night they left last night at around 9 p.m they are doing their darndest to get to conway south carolina meet that football team that'll be traveling via charter out of provo airport tomorrow I'm looking forward to this, folks. And Tom Homo, the last thing I wanted to get to on this edition, we'll have more from the players who spoke to the media on tomorrow's edition, the regular edition of the podcast. But Tom Homo was asked, hey, you've seen the rankings the last two weeks. You've been lower than what the other polls have given you. You're eight in both the coaches and AP poll. Well, what has been your reaction to it? And very measured, but I think a pretty forceful insight here from Tom Homo. You know, Heather, I, I just kind of stayed, try to stay calm. It's just like, there's things that are out of our control. And and I, I've been on the NCAA men's basketball committee, so I get it. I, I know how it works a little bit better. It's not the football committee, but I, I understand the intricacies of that. And so I think that I just tried to stay calm and know that we still have time. And you have time. Everybody watches the rankings, whether it's uh, whatever sport it is, and you watch and you want to climb and you want to climb. And it wasn't where we maybe expected based on the other polls. But I think the key here in our building was stay calm. We got another we have one more game and we can control that game. We can control the San Diego State game. We might not play well, but we, we at least get the opportunity to control that. And if we can get a couple other games, then we'll have a couple more opportunities. And Heather, that's all this is, is an opportunity for our kids to play. 
And so that's kind of what it was. I, there's no sense in, I can't do anything. No one can do anything. You just got to keep playing. Stay calm and control the controllable. Two very familiar themes from this BYU football program all year long. Kalani Satake has preached, we control the controllable. We prepare for the opponents we have. We go out and win those games if we are able to, and then we just let the rest of it kind of play out how it's supposed to. And I think that's the biggest thing you look at with regards to this BYU football program is they're motivated. They understand that they have been disrespected by the college football playoff committee in their eyes. They want to go out and make a statement. I think they're going to when they show up in Conway, South Carolina on Saturday afternoon, and I'm looking forward to it. Currently slated for a 3.30 Mountain Time kickoff on ESPNU. Sources I have talked to in Provo say that game is still being negotiated to move it to a bigger network on the ESPN family of networks. I've been told the most likely landing spot is ESPN2, but based on what I understand, it's almost twice as many uh, television sets that would get ESPN2 versus ESPNU, so hopefully it works out. It may require a movement of the kickoff time back a little bit more, uh, so it could be after 3.30 p.m. Mountain Time, but anything else I hear, I'll have on tomorrow's podcast for you, and anything that breaks on social media, we'll have for you as well. Follow the show on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, as I said, search out Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter handle, if you want to follow me there and weigh in, is Jacob C. Hatch, and like I said, the email address for this show, anytime you want to reach out, LockedOnBYU at gmail.com. On tomorrow's podcast, we're talking about BYU and Utah State in basketball, BYU and Coastal Carolina in football, a packed Friday edition of the show. We'll have it all for you guys. And a big thank you once again for joining me here on your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Have a good one. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast special emergency edition as BYU gets ready to face Coastal Carolina. See ya.